It's time to pick up the phone. Answer that call. This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills paired with your life experience and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified. Hello everyone and welcome. It's Liv Chapman, co-founder and CEO of Inner Glow Circle or IGC. And I am here today with a very special guest, Laura Weldy. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I actually feel like I'm talking to an old friend because I am talking to an old friend today. <laughs> <laughs> Laura and I have known each other for years. Um, and I guess, Laura, I could intro you, but I'm sure I would end up back in like 2015 talking about some random <laughs> event we were at or something. So I will let you intro yourself sure. and tell us a little bit more about you, your business. You can tell our love story or I can totally. Up to <laughs> um, amazing. So yes, we met many years ago. Um, I think it's one of the, I think our friendship is one of those serendipitous things that happened and changed so many things for the better for me, hopefully for you too, but Duh. we met so randomly in Nashville uh, because I was looking to leave my corporate job and didn't really know what I wanted to do next and answered an ad to be a personal assistant to a life coach, fully not knowing what coaching was all about. I met with you in person. We fell in love and the rest is history, but basically <laughs> ended up working together in a variety of different ways um, as an assistant, as a coach trainer, as all of the above. Um, and yeah, you've just had such a profound impact on my whole career. So it's been really fun. But to introduce where I am now in 2022, which is insane to say, mm -hmm. um, I am a women's career and leadership coach. So I specifically partner with high potential women in corporate America who want to kind of climb the corporate ladder, want to be seen as leaders, want to develop leadership presence, but aren't quite sure how to do it. And that mirrors so much of my own journey. You know, I left corporate because there were no development opportunities for me and I wanted to do more with my life and with my potential. So my aim now is to really provide that resource to keep more women in corporate America doing big impressive cool things this is so timely too I have so much so many things to say but Yay. what is it called right now Laura and I wish I was more prepared with this term but what is what are they calling it about all of the women leaving the workforce or like leaving mm -hmm. corporate the America? great resignation thank you the yes. great resignation and so you work with women to you know give them other alternatives rather to to leaving yeah. And the great resignation, I mean, they're coining that around the pandemic's impact, but mm -hmm. I think it was pretty inevitable. I think it's very obvious to most people that work isn't working, especially for women um, and hasn't for a number of years. So I think it is leading us ultimately to a better outcome on the other side where work works better. 
for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I can hear my pit bull snoring. I'm like, I hope Liv can't hear him snoring I can't in hear the him, background. But I would <laughs> okay. accept him and his um, Yeah, but so I think it, it was an inevitable kind of breakdown of this old system that wasn't working anymore. And we are 100% here for it. Yeah, I think you have to break down anything to have the breakthrough. That's like coaching 101, right? So just on mm-hmm. a grander scale. And so like Laura mentioned, we met back in like 2014, 2015. Um, and, you know, Laura has, she was actually with me when I was coaching solo, like in my own company. Mm-hmm. And as I was merging with IGC and then throughout, even, you know, as far back as IGC getting accredited, like you were working as mm-hmm. both my assistant. And then eventually Laura was a student. So eventually Laura was like, I want to do that too, which is such a Mm -hmm. common and amazing path for women who have hired coaches or worked with them in some capacity. Um, And then Laura has also been a trainer for IGC. She's gone through our graduate program. She has just back in August, you presented, um, you know, a workshop at our retreat in Tampa. So yeah, it's like quite the long history together. It is. And I still text you and ask you to coach me every like six months or so. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're there for each other. We got a bond. Totally. And I mean, also just have to say Laura just recently got engaged too. So that's exciting. She did. Um, six figure life, <laughs> obviously. Um, okay. So Laura's main focus, like she mentioned, was working with corporate women and doing executive coaching. But one of the things I really wanted to have you talk about specifically, Laura, um, on this show, six figure certified coach is because not only have you hit that point, but one of the things that people often ask us about before they sign up for training or before they decide to get into coaching is like, how do I find my niche or how do I figure out what to specialize in? Like I've had all of this previous, uh, work experience and these things have happened to me personally, and I know how to deal with them and I give advice and that, but what do I do with it all? And I feel like your story is pretty unique. And I don't know if you can kind of give it to us in like the quick and dirty version. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also something that you work with your coaching clients on now, like kind of finding what you call their special sauce. So I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. So when I started coaching, I, very much fell into that trap. I feel like it's one of the most common like self-sabotage traps for new coaches is I don't know what my niche is going to be. So like, how can I get out there and really brand myself? And it can become a source of like just stress, anxiety, overthinking. And I, in the beginning decided to really start my coaching with who I had been a year before, which was a millennial woman seeking some kind of guidance, right? I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something more. So I started doing that and it was very much generalized life coaching. Um, After a few years of doing that, I decided that I wanted to go more specific in terms of the conversations I was having for the sake of really specializing and honing my own skills to like maximize the delivery that I was giving to my clients. So what I committed to doing was for a year sticking with that life coaching umbrella and really seeing what would rise to the surface in terms of like frequency of conversations, conversations I enjoyed having, um, the kinds of clients that I was working with that were seeing the greatest results. And what really came out of that was that I 
found so much fulfillment and excitement from talking to women who knew what they wanted to do and just needed somebody to believe in their ability to do that thing. So whereas a lot of life coaches are talking about finding your purpose and fulfillment and just kind of bigger picture conversations about what motivates you in your life, what I've started doing is really, okay, so you're in a spot where you have the potential to be good or to be excellent. And how do we help you become really excellent in your field and really stand out as a leader and grow within that? I'm so obsessed with that too, Laura, because I think one of the misconceptions about coaching is that you have to be broken to need Mm. a coach or there has to be a problem. There has to be something wrong. And one of the most brilliant things that you just said is like, no, you have to be good. Like you gotta be okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're in coaching and not therapy or whatever, you know, like there, you have to be Mm -hmm. content with where you're at to a degree, but it has to be growth related. You have to want to, you have to want to create something new. So I've used the analogy before, like therapy is like, um, archeology span where you're digging through the past and trying to figure out why you are the way that you are. And then coaching is like architecture. Like here's the foundation you're showing up Mm -hmm. as you are, and that's perfectly good. And you're coming to coaching because you want to create something or go to your next level. Or like you said, go from good to excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think of coaching as coaching is for people who are hungry, right? Like Mm. you, you have a desire for something more than your base needs. So your base needs have been met, right? That is kind of the perfect place to be if you're curious about coaching. And I agree. I think a lot of people think of coaching in terms of like remedial processes Mm -hmm. of, okay, we have to help this person who's performance is failing. We need to get them back up to an acceptable level. Absolutely not. I would much rather talk to the person who has the best reviews from their peers at work, whose bosses think they have amazing potential, who perform well in every work task that they do and are bored, because that tells me that there's so much more potential to be tapped. Yeah. And so this is kind of, how long would you say you kind of spent in that like coaching investigation journey, if you will, Mm -hmm. like, I know you said you spent a year focused on life coaching and also correct me if I'm wrong, but you like killed it at the uh, SEO game for like life coaching. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the things that come up when people start training all the time is like, but I don't know what to call myself. And I'm like, dude, call yourself whatever you can confidently say out loud, but also hey, nothing wrong with a good old fashioned life coach because people are sitting at their computers typing in life coach, Nashville, life. Exactly. Coach um, yeah. And so I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I was just thinking about that this morning because this is so dumb, but there's this really specific type of chair that I want for my office. And I don't know what this style of chair is called. And I was sitting here on Google, like, um, upholstered chair that has square-ish arms, right? I'm like, I don't know, how do you search for the thing if you don't know what the thing is called? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find it and I couldn't find it. And I was thinking about that in terms of SEO because you might call yourself like the confidence queen, but the person who doesn't have confidence doesn't know to go to Google and type in the confidence queen to find you, right? right? They're looking for like, I don't know, maybe a coach can help me. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I kept it super simple. And this is actually my my fifth year in business. It'll be my sixth year in April. So I spent the first like one to two years 
being a life coach for anybody, moved into really life coach for millennial women um, and was there for a few years and then settled into leadership coaching about two years ago, right when the pandemic started, which was really interesting timing. And I think kind of divine timing, um, it all worked out for the best, but yeah, it's been a number of years. And I want to talk about your like current business model and stuff, but I mm-hmm. have to ask our, our listeners favorite question, which is how did you get your first paying client? My first paid client. I got my first client by working my network, which is something Liv used to tell me to do all the time and I would resist doing, but when I forgot about social media, go out in the world. (laughs) Yeah. When I graduated from coach training, I literally sat down and wrote a personal email to like 30 of my contacts of people that I knew came into communication with my ideal client once or twice a day. So that was like former professors. I talked to HR directors at a company that I worked for. I talked, I like, I sent an email to one of my parents' friends who just happened to work in an office. I had a lot of millennial women working in that office. And I wrote a personal email to each of these 30 people, just explaining like, here's the work that I'm doing. My typical client is usually this kind of person and ask that they just keep me in mind. If you come across anybody who's looking or you think would benefit from this, um, please don't hesitate to introduce us and I would love to give them a session for free. So there was some kind of incentive for them to make that introduction. And that led to so much just word of mouth referrals. I still get a ton of my clients by word of mouth and SEO. Um, and then I recommend it to everybody that I talk to that's new coach. Yes. And it's, a, it's such a good practice of like introducing yourself, putting yourself out there, being able to explain, you know, who you are and what you do. And I agree with what you were saying before too. I think we often, and be creative, like it's your company. Like you let, you know, like you can mm-hmm. do, be as creative as you desire. But I do think that what I've always found the most effective, like whether you have a niche or not is to be able to say like, I'm a life coach and, you know, here's a couple examples of how I help my clients and examples of everyday life. Like not, you know, I help mm-hmm. them like reach some abstract, you know, fulfillment, yeah. soul level bliss. I would be like, what does that even mean? I just want to like be happy when I go to work every day. Right. Or I just want to like lose 10 yeah. pounds and not starve myself or, you know, whatever the common things that people have. And one of the tricks that I used to do is if I was out and someone asked me what I did, because I lived in DC and it was the only thing they asked you when you were out, (laughs) I would say like, well, I'm actually like training to become a life coach or I am a life coach. I think I that I actually was calling myself a career coach just Mm -hmm. to say that, which I know is kind of what you're doing now, but they'd be like, what does that mean? And I'd be like, well, tell me one, you know, tell me one issue you're having at work or like what, if you could change anything about your work life, what would it be? And then whatever they said, I would kind of say like, okay, so in coaching, what we would do is, you know, make an action plan around that. I would be checking in with you all the time, you know, and I would use Mm -hmm. whatever they were saying to kind of model what coaching is, because I do think it can be a little bit abstract sometimes, right? Like a co-creative process, blah, blah, blah. Um, Well, I think too, it's easy when we're excited about, so we're starting a coaching business. We're excited about this new thing we're doing. We use all of these like cool, fun phrases because they make us feel legit. So mm -hmm. we're talking about transformational containers and, you know, the opportunity to go deeper and like, 
identify your soul's purpose or whatever. And people are just, they don't understand what any of that means. So I agree. I keep it very simple in those emails and in just conversation. What I tend to do is tell people, you know, I work with women who are in corporate America and I help support them as they grow in their careers. And when they say, what does that mean? I say, you know, in all of my conversations with with women in the corporate space, they have challenges with communicating their thoughts and ideas effectively. They have challenges with feeling like they have executive level confidence in presence, and they struggle with uncertainty about how the corporate system works. So what I do is through powerful conversation, modeling, and exercises, I help them tackle those three things and get a really specific about what it would take for them to reach their desired position within the next six to 12 months. And then people are like, okay, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas if I say, you know, I'm a transformational spiritual leadership coach, then it's easier for them to be like, no, that six to 12 months is the transformational container, right? It's just sometimes people need to know like, oh, so I can have what I want in six months or eight months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do, I, I do find that being pretty literal has always been really helpful. Um, yeah. And so even to people would- on like discovery calls, right? If you're actually talking to potential clients, yeah. giving them like three to five bullet points of how you could help somebody in their situation. Totally. It's not guaranteeing a specific result for them. It's just helping them wrap their brain around this idea that like you're there to help them change things. Absolutely. And one of my favorite like discovery call or free consultation or free session, if you will, questions is, you know, a lot of my coaching packages are, were, are whatever, like 90 days, right? It takes 90 mm-hmm. days to form habits, minimum like required time. I think that um, you know, for a long-term coaching package. And mm-hmm. I'll say like, if you could tell me like what has changed in your life 90 days from now, like, what does it look like? And what's different? Like, that's what we're working towards. Right. And mm-hmm. so usually people are like, okay, 90 days from now is then like, if, if I could make coaching worth it. Right. Or if I, if I could invest in this, what would I need to happen or what would I need my life mm-hmm. to look like in 90 days? And people can usually get pretty detailed and, and it's like, there you have it. Like there's your coaching plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing a lot of the answers that you got in questions like that are kind of how you really landed on your niche. And in the conversations that not only you were helping clients with that you actually also enjoyed being in. <laughs> yeah. Because a bit, I mean, this is like the secret sauce to my coaching business model is it, everything is about confidence. And so if it all comes down to being confident and being secure in who you are. Let me tell that story with the vocabulary of the challenges that people are focusing on at work and think are the problem so that I can help them identify the real problem, which is, you know, getting clear on who they are and also just being okay with who they are and owning that instead of feeling like all of their career is about changing themselves to fit into that corporate box. Hi, it's Kalia. IGC coach training grad and six-figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering, when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now and it is your turn. So take the first step by going to innerglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. 
your six-figure certified story starts today. That's so, that's a good kind of segue into the next thing that I want to ask you about, Laura, but like, I know this because I'm like an expert at your life and your business at this point. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with you, but what does your coaching practice look like now? And like, mm-hmm. you know, what are the, I know you've had multiple other trainings be- besides coaching certification with us, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, tell us what you offer and kind of what else you incorporate. Yeah. Um, first things first, I will say I'm just as tempted as anybody else out there to take like a million different certification programs because I think (laughs) they're fun and I like learning things, but you really don't need to, you really need to take, you know, a program that gives you the core coaching skills, like IGC something that is ICF accredited, um, and that's the only kind of training that I took for the first four and a half years of my business were only the IGC main coaching program and the grad program. And I was getting clients and making money and I would never have to take a training again if I didn't want to. I did end up taking a certification on hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming because it was something that I selfishly really wanted to use on myself. Um, and I do use it with my clients now that I've tested it on myself and seen it work. Mm-hmm. But um, my current business model is really, it's interesting. It's not anything that I thought I would do when I first started. So I started by doing a lot of one-on-one coaching, which I think is really typical for folks when they go into the coaching world. Um, and then I got really burned out with having so many clients and doing one-on-one sessions with that many clients at a time. So just knowing, I don't, are you into human design? Have we talked about this? I know like a little bit. I just bought the human design app. And so like, I'm very <laughs> beginner. I totally know like the cosmos and the astrology stuff. And I've been through like Deborah Silverman's astrology training, mm-hmm. but human design is like, I feel like I need to dedicate a whole year of my life to learning it. But yeah, I don't know if I love human design because it's new or (laughs) if I just love it because it like validates some of what I feel about myself, which is that in human design, I'm the manifester type, which essentially says that you have no source of consistent energy. So you work in kind of fits and spurts (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, I see that for you. Yeah. So when I get really, really excited about something, I can work for, you know, 48 hours straight and like the thing is done and it's perfect and it's created and great. And then I won't work again for like a week or something. (laughs) So this model of being on calls all day, every day, wasn't working for me because it wasn't actually working with my natural energy levels. So what I started doing instead over the past year and a half, two years is I offer two base opportunities to work with me. So people that find me on just Instagram or through SEO, and they're like, I don't really understand what you do, but I feel like I want to sit down and learn more about what you do. I have a digital course called the personal power code, which is my archetypal take on the qualities that make really strong leaders in the workplace and helping women put a vocabulary behind their strengths and their gifts as leaders at work. And then I have the option to do a single session of NLP and coaching with me so that you can kind of get a taste for what I'm all about and what it is that I'm talking about when I say we can, you know, reprogram your mind and help you be (laughs) successful. And they're like, I don't know what that means. 
great, let's sit down and I'll just show you because it's easier to just show you the results. So then the next opportunity I have from there is I do a group program and that allows me to work with a number of new managers all at the same time and gives them a chance to learn from each other. So it's a lot more scalable. I can talk to more people at one time. And then from there, I also offer in-person intensive days, which are really the opportunity to go deep with me and get six to 12 months worth of coaching that we would do on a weekly call, get it all done in one day, which I know sounds wild, but is so doable. And the results of that have been amazing because that, and I'm like skipping ahead to the question. I know you're going to ask me later, but the creation and like selling of that opportunity is really like my six figure success moment in my business, because it means that I only like, I only work client facing maybe three to four times a month where I'm sitting down with somebody and actually working through their material. And that suits my needs. And it allows me to go deeper and give them more attention, give them a better transformation. And it suits their needs because then they go back to work and they are killing it right out the gate, right? They don't have to wait 12 months to see that transformation happen. So long answer, but a couple of different tiers. And the idea here was like, let's create variety and also set it up in a way where I don't feel like my calendar is still controlling me, even though I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I just love this. And like, I know there's so much more detail that like has gone into all of this and, and so much evolution over the years, but I think it's also such a testament of just like not just throwing something out there, but like taking information about yourself and about your experience and saying like, listen, I don't need to know exactly what the end result is going to look like now, like before I start, I just need to kind of take the next best step. And like, for now, based on what I know about myself and my area of expertise, like I'm calling myself a life coach, right? Like it's actually not that niche who cares, but mm-hmm. you've slowly been able to evolve it into, you know, not only a six figure business, but something that is also energetically aligned with you. And I think that's kind of like the whole thing about the, you know, play on words, if you will, of like, everybody wants to become six figures success and blah, blah, blah in the coaching world. And it's like, yeah, duh. But also you want to experience your life at a quote unquote six figure level. Mm -hmm. And And I'm with you. Like I can only do calls on certain days. I only do these podcast interviews on certain days. Like I never will work a Friday. I mean, if I feel like, if I feel like it, I will, but you know, like we, Mm -hmm. we don't, we're not just creating businesses for the money. We're not just leaving our jobs to, or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, nine to fives to do nothing. We we want it all right. And we want the flexibility and the freedom to be able to decide and and to feel, you know, empowered and alive at work. And just to bring, well, and to bring that full circle, like that's a big part of why I settled on working with women in corporate is because there's so much talk in the entrepreneurial space about time freedom, about, you know, building out your lifestyle to suit you about being fulfilled and finding time for like, not just mental health, but like self-improvement initiatives and like just giving yourself time and your mindset and and focusing on you as an entrepreneur, but I want that same feeling to be a thing for people that are in corporate because when I was in corporate, I felt stuck and I didn't feel like I had control over any piece of my life. So it is cool to see, yeah, it's taken a ton of trial and error. None of this like 
product suite was, you know, just fell out of the sky into my lap. Like we made it work and I learned from each step and then adapted it. And it is now what it is, but it's cool to finally be able to say, okay, here are all the things that I've learned in the coaching space that have changed my life for the better and have changed my clients' lives for the better. And now like, here's a version of it that helps you feel that same sense of freedom, even though you're in a more traditional job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and there's so much talk in the creative entrepreneur coaching space about like, leave your nine to five, leave the nine to five, mm-hmm. leave the nine to five. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I think that, you know, working for an organization or a team that you love and, you know, having, there is some beauty for sure of having like, you know, benefits and a steady paycheck. And I know a lot of people leave their nine to five mm-hmm. just to work you know, nine to midnight, right? Like I did that for the first year. I think it was more like 4 a.m. to midnight, but that's a different episode. (laughs) But, you know, and a lot of, you know, hard work up front really paid off to create more flexibility down the line. But I don't think Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, freedom and flexibility has to come from a business only. No. It can absolutely come from a, a, you know, corporate career. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've, I think as a culture, we've really glamorized entrepreneurship as like the escape route from a life that you don't like. Yeah. And the truth is like, that is not, I mean, entrepreneurship is so great for so many reasons. And I'm glad that that's the path that I'm on, but it's not an escape route from a life that you don't like. It's no. like a microscope that will show you every way that you are that's actually true. at cause for your life (laughs) wherever you go there you are right like exactly and And so when I was in corporate I remember yeah I remember being like I can't like I just wish I didn't have a boss or I wish I you know didn't I wasn't tied to anybody's schedule I didn't have to just do what I was told and then 1000% there have been days as an entrepreneur where I'm like I just wish I had a boss I just wish I had somebody to tell me what to <laughs> I'm do. your boss no, I'm just kidding yeah exactly um, or I just me, wish what do I, do I had today? a task list and then I could like clock out at five o'clock that would be great um so that yeah it's not it's not the only route and these skills are things that people in corporate America can use for themselves. And there, you know, there's a growing opportunity for coach training graduates to also use these skills in more traditional nine to five roles if they don't want to go the entrepreneurial route. And that's awesome too. Yeah. Or if they're not sure yet, I mean, we, you know, IGC's curriculum was definitely created for the woman who does eventually, if not right away, want to start their business because there was such a gap in the marketplace for that training as it aligns Mm -hmm. to like being a coach. But I will say we have had a lot of women go through our course who are still, you know, working in a job and want to be, or working in, you know, for someone else and want to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And even women who have had their companies or organizations pay for their coach training, right? And I cannot end, you know, this conversation, Laura, without also, Mm -hmm. can you give us a little rundown of like, I know you shared this with our graduates and like, you know, at at a paid thing, but like, I have to, we have to tell them everyone for free yeah, on the what? podcast about how you structure your, you don't just have private, like B2C contracts. Like you've really, I thought gotten innovative and in how, mm-hmm. how this is done as an individual coach or service provider. Um, and really not only been able to 
generate more revenue, but also make it easier for your clients to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the obstacle that I came up across that was really challenging for me in the beginning of my business was just the cost barrier for coaching. So like what I heard from potential clients was I can't afford that. I can't afford that. And I think it's, it struck me as a really interesting challenge because I came from the world of nonprofit before going into corporate. And so I understood, you know, that money is a challenge in a lot of situations. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to find a way where money couldn't be the excuse for somebody to not get the support that they need. Um, And so what I started doing when I moved into doing really corporate leadership development is I essentially developed two versions of all of my resources. So one that is more corporate company centric, and then one that's individual based. So if they come to me and they say that they want help developing themselves as a leader, we have that conversation in the discovery call of, okay, you know, here's what that investment looks like. Are you ready to do this version or to do this opportunity? And if money is a barrier, let's talk about it. And for folks who, you know, have never invested in themselves by hiring a coach before, sometimes they're surprised, like, oh, this costs a couple thousand dollars to do. I had no idea even like the scope of what coaching looks like. So what we did is um, I wrote a, I partnered with one of my friends who is a freelance HR expert, and we wrote a template letter that clients can use and submit to their company for funding for the leadership coaching. Um, and we did it in a few different ways. So they can either ask for full funding, they can ask for partial funding, but basically what we're doing is helping them sell it to their boss as here, this is a value add to the company overall, because here's how I plan to use the development opportunity to better my team, to better myself, to, you know, move our projects and initiatives forward. And I would say after, since developing that tool, probably probably 80% of my people get at least some piece of their um, coaching covered by their company, which I think is great. Um, And then it's sometimes like I'm working directly with, like, they'll just like connect me with somebody in HR and they're billing me and other times um, they're paying for it and getting reimbursed. But it's cool to me that they have an opportunity to feel like it's, it's truly a win-win. The company, it's a win for them because they get a an employee who's stronger in their leadership abilities, the employee feels like it's a win because they get coaching, which gives them confidence. And also like, usually they end up feeling so much more loyal to the company because they feel honored and like taking care of that the company is investing in them. And then it works for me. Cause I'm like, I just want you to have these tools. So if you're like afraid to invest money and there's another way to do it, let's do it. So yeah, yeah, that's been a little bit of my approach is like, let's have a B to C version of like why coaching is worth investing in. And then let's also develop the B to B version so that we have a couple of different avenues to take. I love it. I just think it's so smart. And it's also, you know, obviously if you're working for another company and you're trying to be excellent for the sake of yourself and the company, it mm-hmm. makes sense to have the company yeah. contribute to the investment. And I think that, you know, often whenever we're like, you know, you're, you're selling the idea of coaching, right. Or the benefits of coaching to the consumer. And then they're then by 
by getting their company on board or even their partner or their, you know, mother or father or whoever may mm-hmm. be needed to help them with the investment. It's like, they're also now becoming more invested in it. Right. And like, you know, saying like, mm-hmm. I'm really committed. I'm getting, I'm so committed that I'm like getting an investor again, like the company or the partner or whoever to go yeah. in on this with me. And I think that comes back to one of the more like being based principles of coaching, but it's like, you have to be fully behind yourself, right? You have to be fully on board. Um, And it's such an exercise in your own confidence and, you know, personal Mm -hmm. resourcefulness from the beginning. And I think it just sets such a good tone for the coaching relationship. Yeah. It allows your client to be like self-resourceful, even if they're Mm -hmm. looking for an investor, they have to make the case essentially. Um, And it, it, creates added levels of accountability, right? If they have an investor, then they're like, okay, I have to take this seriously too. Like I need to show up. I need to do the work. Um, you know, it's something I asked myself, something that I, I, I'm not like not a mindset queen. I'm sure you'll have like other people on your podcast who are, I'm like, (laughs) I can get Eeyore on myself, right? I'm just like, oh, the world's falling apart, whatever. (laughs) That's when I text you usually, but, uh, (laughs) but early in my career, I decided Um, in my coaching business that instead of asking myself, like, um, why can I not afford this? Or like, why is this not doable? I would just ask myself, how can I create that? And how can I make it work? And that's changed so much for me. And so I feel like I'm helping, I'm giving them that tool before we're even officially in the quote transformation container. Yeah. Um, I'm giving them the tool to be resourceful and to create the opportunity that they want instead of seeing it as barrier. Yes. That's literally also like that's coaching, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm coming to coaching because I want X, Y, Z. What's our first question as a coach. Okay. What's stopping you from getting X, Y, Z what's mm-hmm. in the way. Okay, great. Now we're as coach, like as coach and client, our partnership is going to be removing those blocks so that you can get the thing. Right. And it's yeah. like when we, and the whole idea of coaching is not to even work for, with our clients forever. It's for yeah. us to like, give them the tools to empower themselves, to be able to do that again and again, no matter what area of life they're working on. And so setting you that know, tone is so good. Oh, uh, you can cut any of this out if it's getting too long, by the way. But like, I, it, it made me think of these two other stories. Like one is I used to think that money was the thing that would hold somebody back from choosing to be coached or not until I actually offered as a thought experiment to myself. I was like, okay, I'm getting in my own head about money now. And I'm overthinking, like, maybe I priced my things wrong. Maybe I'm asking for too much. I'm going to do this experiment. And I offered one of my offerings, pay what you can to somebody that I had talked to who'd had money objections, like multiple times in the past. I like, Literally, you can be part of this offering for anything you can afford. What do you want to commit to? And it was too expensive for that person. I was like, you could give me a dollar and you can have this program. And they were like, I just can't. I just feel like I can't commit the amount of money that your work is worth. Like I'm going to like I'm I'm just so, you know, struggling all of this. And that to me was like the proof that I needed to say, like, literally I would have given you this thing for a single dollar and it felt too expensive for you. So that tells me it's not the money, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, am I capable of doing the transformation? Mm -hmm. It's like, am I willing to bet on myself? And the fear is not the money. The fear is like, I can't create the result. And I see the same thing happen from the B2B perspective now of, 
I will send the pitch letter or the money request form and then it will go to somebody in corporate and then they're like there's no way you can cover all of these principles with them in a single day like we're not sure that that's like even a doable thing and it's the same challenge right it's the same idea of like that person can't possibly absorb so much change and create that transformation and then they do and it changes everything that that you know, investor thought was doable when it comes to training and development. So I don't know, the, those two stories always just remind me that like, I'm not saying money is never an issue. Of course it is. I'm saying there will always be a barrier that comes up for somebody when it comes to asking them to go deeper in terms of creating their opportunities and creating their next level. There will always be something. And a lot of times it comes down to they don't think that they're able to be the person that you see them as. Mm -hmm. And that's really simple because that's just you showing up as coach and like believing that that's a thing that can change. Right. Yeah. And if that's what we keep all coaching conversations about, then we're in a good spot. Yeah. I, I'm like, I could go on and on. We could do another show, but like, I, I think that (laughs) what you're saying and like what everything comes back to, like you said, at the very beginning is like belief in yourself and confidence. Right. And we can stack the chips on either side, no matter what decision we're making, right. Whether it's to become Mm -hmm. a coach or to, you know, go for a leadership position, switch jobs, quit your job, any of that. Right we can find all of the evidence in the world to go either way. Yeah. And it's just a matter of which one you're more committed to. Are you more committed to, you know, that, that feeling, that vision that you get that goes, Oh my God, I love it, but I don't know if I can do it. Or are you more mm-hmm. committed to, I don't know if I can do it. Cause you're going to find the evidence either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. This is so good, Laura. I'm so glad you're here. That we got to have this amazing conversation and before we wrap up, I know like you had kind of told us about your business model, which is super unique and how you evolved mm-hmm. into your niche. And um, I'd love to, you know, for you to share, you know, where can our listeners connect with you outside of this podcast? I don't know if you have like some type of freebie or thing coming up mm-hmm. for them, but feel free to share because I'm sure everyone will be stalking you after. I hope so. Yeah, they can find me. Um, I'm on Instagram at Laura Welby and I'm on LinkedIn trying to make LinkedIn fun and sexy again. Um, Is it ever? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying my best, but like, it's hard to do as one person. So come on over and hang out. Um, And then my website's laurawelby.com. So if you are curious about leadership development, being a woman at work who loves her job and loves her career and is more in control of it, then they can visit my site and set up a time for us to talk by filling out this little sweet form. Um, And then, yes, as far as things that are coming up, I do have a free guide on my site, Confident Communication for Women Mm. Leaders, that breaks down a couple of main components from my public speaking history and uh, as well as my coaching experience to help you just instantly become more confident in how you communicate. And then in the next few weeks from when you're hearing this podcast, we will be reopening my personal power code course that I mentioned earlier, which is essentially a personality typing system to help you understand what kind of leader you are naturally and how to really use that at work to set yourself apart um, instead of feeling like you have to be like all the 
uh, middle-aged white dudes at work. So. <laughs> and that the personal power code, we've actually uh, worked with our graduate students through, um, and mm-hmm. they have also used that to figure out what sets them apart as a coach or an entrepreneur. So I love mm-hmm. that one. Um, we'll add all of this to the show notes. So if you're listening, just click on uh, the information and you'll be able to connect with Laura. And damn, thank you for being here. I feel like you just gave <laughs> us like so much insider information. I know all of our listeners Good. are probably taking a million notes or they, you know, go go listen again with your pencil or pen or whatever. But I just <laughs> yeah, thank you thanks for, for having here. me. I could talk to you all day. So I appreciate the I know we'll probably talk chance. after this. So probably. Awesome. <laughs> Let's face it, the world needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six-figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.